uh, Friday night. I'm eating some fruta. <laughs> Alex, what you doing? I'm drinking on this lemonade and cognac to black folks. That's Hennessy. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm doing good this Friday. Um, same old, same old. Same shit, different toilet, they say. Yes, they do. <laughs> Hella depressing. It's great to be alive, okay? No, we're appreciative, folks. We are. <laughs> we're just hella sarcastic. <laughs> well, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be discussing the laws and systems that set minorities up to fail. Oh, there's so many. We could talk about this for days. Just like all these other topics. <laughs> right. Right. But I guess we could start with the legal system since we're talking about laws. And it's funny. I've actually done, I did my own podcast before this and I had an episode about the legal system and how fucked up it is. Like I get the detail about it in it. But you know, I'm not going to go that detailed here, but just everything about the legal system, you know, from the jury to the bail system to the type of testimonies um, to the type of evidence they allow in court to the types of punishments to, you know all of it the police officers we can go on about them for days right right so just i mean everything is so fucking corrupted and you know rigged it's like the jury system right first of all what we are you know forever in that situation where we are on trial like our freedom depends on these regular ass people that don't even want to be here. Like how many people do you know, try to get out of jury duty? Want to be at jury duty, right. Right. So it's like, fuck that already within itself. Like, I don't want my fucking freedom to depend on some dumbass people that don't want to be not dumbass people, but people that are not paying attention. Like they don't want to be there. And not only that, but people that don't sympathize with you. Right. You don't know what kind of like, life or context that I live under and so you're sitting here to judge me I always found it very amusing when they say in court that you are being judged amongst your peers Mm -hmm. not my peer right (laughs) know that man you know how right it goes as deep as who's allowed to be on the jury um a lot of the times that jury like you're saying it doesn't represent you right that's essentially what we're saying That's all part of it. The bail system is fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. They just get to pick and choose how high they set a bail to whatever crime. Well, you know what? Can I, I want to touch on something that you said earlier when we were talking about the jury system and the peers. Um, One of the most interesting things, and I think we talked about this while we were at work, but one of the most interesting things to me um, recently is the, the whole George, George Floyd thing and his killer getting convicted, right? Um, times have definitely changed because one of the things that, like I said, we talked about was the OJ trial. Was it the, o- no, I'm sorry, not the OJ trial, the Rodney King trial. The Rodney King trial was originally supposed to happen in LA County, which is mostly you know, a diverse pot of people. They ended up switching the jurisdiction of the case to another jurisdiction that was more suburban. The result of that case, and I mean, it's it's plain as day what's going on. I mean, for those who st- see the actual footage and not just the TV clip of it, but the actual full thing, it's hard to explain somebody getting their ass whipped for eight, 10 minutes and they're doing nothing but hunching on their back on the ground. And the police are just taking turns whacking the guy. So. Not a threat, not fighting back. No. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So the jury that 
um, didn't convict the officers who beat Rodney King, they are under the social context of the police are the good guys. They don't just beat up people for no reason. When you switch the courts from, you know, L.A. to this more suburban part of L.A., you get a different perspective of things that all the time we, we see the same thing where we got different perspective. Yeah. And these people didn't understand what they were seeing, but because of our experience, we know what the fuck we were seeing. And that, that was the catalyst for the Watts riots in 93. So I think the same thing to circle back around the, the thing is with the George Floyd case Everybody saw the same thing. I don't think there was like anything that anybody could even say as far as like, oh, that's justifiable. Everybody knew what had happened. And if they were to somehow come back with the verdict of George Floyd to be innocent, like I literally believe that like damn near the world would have fucking burned. You mean if the cop would have? Right, been found innocent. Yeah, definitely. I I was, you know, hoping for the best, but kind of expecting the worst. The worst, because and, of what you've seen in the past. Right, just like getting prepared for it. Like, fuck, you know, it's going to go down. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, that, like, that's... Uh-huh. You know, that was just... Like, there was no questioning that, man. Like, there's footage. It's there. That's evidence. It's right. not like circumstantial like that's evident right but again what we're talking about right now laws and systems that set minorities back Mm -hmm. so that that's that's a clear example of that shit happening right there i mean we we progress evidence and nope that shit didn't happen like right it's right there right 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 but a white kid could go and damn near rape a woman near a garbage can and he was he's a good kid he has his whole life ahead of him and and he gets a slap on the wrist right but it's just amazing to me the uh unfairness the unbalancedness of the justice system towards minority i mean it's not even it's not even vague One of the um, things that I also wanted to talk about was the, the the laws in regards to our leaders, the the system that fails us as far as our known civil rights leaders, our leaders even of today. It's a sense of the government even has a like non-negligent awareness of what's going on, and. It just seems like when it comes to people of color, whether black or brown, like there's just no, how do you say it? There's no wrap up of the situation. There's no, what do you call Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Fred Hampton. All these people are murdered and not one of those cases have been solved. Not one. And it's too ironic that all these people died one after the other. I'm and sure I'm not not talking, huh? I'm sure they've been solved. It just hasn't been disclosed to the public. Well, they got that show on Netflix, Who Killed Malcolm X? Mm-hmm. And they actually go in depth about the evidence, about what happened that day. There was a dude that was put in jail who had nothing to do with it, wasn't even in the same city. That is so common, by the way. That's another way that you know, they target <laughs> minorities. Well, I mean, even worse back in the day, because basically mm-hmm. if you were between the height of 5'5 five, five or 6'3 and you were black, shit, you fit the description. Mm-hmm. So that's all you need. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was even worse back then. But they ended up jailing this guy for 25 years and they actually suspect that the dude who killed Malcolm X 
was actually part of the Nation of Islam. It was an inside job that was collaborated with by the FBI. And Malcolm X's rhetoric was just too threatening. It was too anti-establishment. And so they had to kill him. And they hired people from inside to do it. The guy, I don't know how true it is. It's, you know, media and TV and shit. So you can't trust everything you hear and see. But they say the guy's still living in Philly, has his own mosque and everything. Wow. Same thing with Martin Luther King. I think on the, the dude who they said assassinated Martin Luther King, if I'm not mistaken, he said as his last dying thing he would say or what have you on his dying bed he actually said he didn't kill martin luther king that wasn't him fred hampton gets assassinated literally by the fbi i mean all these black leaders a shit cesar chavez even though he he starved himself to death i mean that was the government not accommodating uh, they're Mexican citizens. I mean, a clear example of just negligence towards us and having, right, 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 violence, having no empathy towards us, not understanding that we are coming from behind as far as the social race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet and still somehow it's crazy to me how they just still put laws against us. Everything is centered around us we are the bad guys of society we are always portrayed in media as thugs and gangsters or some sort of a caricature of mm-hmm. sorts so just like we talked about last week with the media the laws and everything they they mirror the same thing you mm-hmm. can you know, obviously you could go to jail for cocaine back in the 80s but as soon as People start making crack and shit. Oh, it's 15 years mandatory. Right. Same thing with marijuana, right? Motherfucker right. still in jail over having, what, an ounce on them, <laughs> like, for years. And now all these old white guys or just any white guy is making millions, selling it legally. Right. Right. Like, and even that, right? I think we mentioned it before. They Mm -hmm. didn't decriminalize it. They legalized it. Why? Because if it's legalized, they can control how they control their legal system, right? Right. Another way they do shit on purpose (laughs) to fuck with minorities. Right, right. And then you don't realize when you send people to prison, man, I've never been, never want to, but I can tell you without going, probably really fucks with your head. Mm -hmm. So in essence, man, I feel like when you go to jail, when you go, especially for elongated periods of time, you become a super criminal. You become more of a criminal because that's all you're fucking around. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah, and the rehabilitation, again, just the bullshit of the laws and everything, the way that Mm -hmm. everything's stacked against us, parole, Mm -hmm. right? Parole. Mm -hmm. So you want me to go out and find a job in two weeks? You know, I I mean, I don't know how many of you have... I have a felony now for something that can't be a felony, but y'all decided, oh... He's black. Let's fucking make it a felony for shits and giggles. Like, right. Fuck up his entire life. Can't get a job. Gets depressed, especially if you have a family, because as a male, naturally, you feel like you're the provider. So it feels like you don't have any worth in the household. And then you go back to the shit that you were doing. You go back to selling drugs because, yeah, fucking sucks because Mm -hmm. this is the only shit I know or this is the only shit I can get. But it beats not being able to feed my babies. It beats not being able to pay my rent. It beats not, you know. So it's just crazy how we're made victims of that circumstance. That shit's crazy to me. Yeah. 
it's really fucked up because you know they it's just some evil shit like they put you in this situation so that you would act this way and in turn be seen this way right Meditate, right like premeditated yes exactly perfect word premeditated nothing is made to get you better the food that I feed you inside this institution, the way that I treat you, none of that shit is humane. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking you when you leave this motherfucker to act humane. What? Houseway. <laughs> For real. Back at it with swing. So you want me to go out here and act like a decent human being when I've been amongst monsters? And been treated like shit by your fucking guards and... Right. Fuckers who ain't shit, but just feel like it because they got a little title and get to wear a cool uniform. Like, right, right. And just like you always talk about mental health and everything, now I'm fucked up to the point where I might hear something and it might trigger me. And I, you know, almost like, uh, what is that? Uh, 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 PTSD when people go to war and shit. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's from any kind of trauma, yo. Right. Kind of trauma. It's not just from fighting in war. Like, whatever fucking traumatic event you experienced that just made you feel intense pain. Dread, fear. Intense fear, yes. Like, that's, that's trauma that people yeah. from that. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't but, even imagine what it's like to you know, go to jail for, especially for something you didn't do mm-hmm. and be walking down the tier and just <laughs> that everybody yelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just intimidating. It's just uh, like that for me personally, that would be it. <laughs> That's all it would say. I was like, oh, shit. Right. So, been, right? It's, yeah. It's fucked up. But, you know, even that, like we're saying, there's no rehabilitation there. You get out and what's out there for you right nothing no one mm-hmm. wants to hire you like all the shit you you talked about that made me think of the resources that are out there right there's mm-hmm. a lot of resources out there that are a lot of them are paid um are funded with tax money right right you pay taxes um but they're out there and they're supposed to help those who have a low income for whatever reason. But the majority of people don't know they're out there. Like these aren't easy to find. They don't want to make it easy to find. Mm -hmm. And even when they are easy to find, they make you like jump through hoops to get them. They make it super difficult to reach anyone. They make, their application or their online system super hard to understand, to navigate. You got to be born on a full moon, on a 13th, <laughs> on a Saturday Literally. at 9 o'clock. <laughs> they have, like, impossible demands, like, to keep that resource. It's, it's ridiculous, right? Alex and I, we work with the disabled population. And when you have a disability, you can apply for Social Security income. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different types of it. But... The majority that I've seen people get monthly, right? The government's giving you this monthly amount of money for you to survive off, essentially, because you're too disabled to work. The maximum I've seen is like eleven hundred. Mm-hmm. And how the fuck are you supposed to survive off eleven hundred dollars? Motherfuckers, studios are that much, like a month. Like there goes all my money. How am I gonna eat? How am I gonna? everything how am i going to survive like you can't yeah. it's impossible on top of that they aren't allowed to have more than two thousand dollars in their bank account at any time or they lose their benefit mm-hmm. how am i ever supposed to better myself if i can't save right you can't can't don't want you to right they want you to spend that money even if you're saving trying to do your best trying to be financially responsible they don't care because now you make too much with your little two thousand dollars. 
Yeah, so it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Like, even the help that is out there, they don't want you to find that shit. That's why it's so important if you know how to navigate those systems, like, help people out, you know? Right. I remember asking for a voucher for a free ID at one of these, uh, what do you call, shelters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they were like, well you have to provide an address and you only get these vouchers if you're homeless or what have you, or mm. trying to give them to somebody who's homeless. And I just remember being like, you want me to give you an address in order to qualify for this, but he's homeless. Mm-hmm. And in order to access these resources, like you were talking about, I have to have some form of identification. I'm homeless. I'm homeless. I don't have a fucking address. How am I supposed to be eligible for this? So those are just some examples of just the system not working. Mm -hmm. Even for, you know, we're talking about black and brown people, but even for disabled people, it's crazy. Because you would think... There's white disabled people. There's white homeless people. But they're seen as disposable by those at the top, right? And you would think more so that would be a population that would have more empathy towards it. Right. Right? No. Mm -hmm. Still don't care. (laughs) That's why so many people are homeless in the first place. Like, you know, there's so many people with disabilities that you have a disability. A lot of them are intellectual disabilities. So that's already harder for you to ever find, understand these resources. Like... Me, me and Alex have seen some shit. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely seen some shit, man. There, I mean, yeah, these people's lives are hard. Like Yeah, really yeah. Tough. And 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 these social services that Angie's talking about, in an analogy, the way that I would put it is how they always tell you when you meet your hero, you will be disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's how it is with these social services, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You you come thinking that they're going to save the day and they're really going to make a difference and an impact, and you find out, no, yeah, they're they're barely going to move a thumb, or they're going to move at a turtle's pace, right? As far as getting stuff done, mm-hmm. so it's it's quite a thing to see, folks. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you know, don't don't judge the unhoused because you don't know what the fuck they've been through that not from there and none of your business like we're all just fucking humans if you know you want to be a good one help out in whatever way you can there's no need to judge yeah and don't generalize oh you know they were on drugs right they were they they Maybe weren't they were, like, their money or what have you why they were on drugs like you know right because there's literally just some people that can't get their section eight voucher in time mm-hmm. Even that. They've done everything. They filled out all the paperwork or whatever. And the department is so far behind that they don't get a voucher. They're supposed to get a voucher in January. They don't get a voucher until August. Like yep. that shit really does happen. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's and crazy to see because you think, again, just like the cops or any government agency, oh, they're supposed to work for us. They're supposed to help us out. They're supposed to. And you find out the reality of it. That's where our money is going <laughs> towards. I mean, so bad. Right. Give me my fucking taxes back. I'm telling you. But see, the thing is, they have the resources. They, ha- they have the oh, money. I just think it's the structure it in which they do it. They spend the money on what? The police? The military? Right. All this stupid shit to just acquire more property, right? Like, they'll defend their property before humans, before animals, before trees, before the fucking ocean, basically before life. Mm. It's like, why? Because they've found a way to turn life into property. Like, land is life. Land is property now. Right. Like you said the (laughs) other week, you said some places it's illegal to even grow your own food. Right. You know, they've turned land into property and now they'll do anything to 
acquire that shit. So they fund their military, they fund their <laughs> police and everything else that would actually help people be sane and happy and live somewhat fulfilled lives. They don't fund that shit. America cracks me up, man, because I swear America is like that dude that goes to the 10-year, 20-year reunion of high school, college, or whatever, and he's still on the same shit he was on back 10, 20 years ago. And everybody <laughs> has... <the> reason. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, that's how America looks to me, because... They're, they're still buying helicopters and F-18s and all this kind of stuff. And if you really pay attention, you're like, motherfuckers ain't really fighting like that no more. I mean, yeah, there are occasionally, but look at China with their cyber war. You know, cybernetics uh, all up in the internet, unlocking data and stuff from America, uh, hacking into shit and whatnot. And America has just now caught on to cyber intelligence and shit like that. Because they, they probably got their shit hacked, found out who hacked it, didn't even put the dude in jail, turned around and made him work for them. So now he's part of the team or whatever. But I, I swear, America's so behind when it comes to like how we fight our war or how we protect ourselves. So... The like you said, the money goes towards shit that's a non-factor. It goes to, I mean, you might as well be throwing it in a pit of fire. Because once again, yeah, you you made twenty-seven thousand F-18s, but what war are you going to get into? Like, like it. These countries know not to fight you like that. If they're going to fight you, they're going to fight you in a different capacity. So again, it's just. Like you were saying, all this money gets put into this sis or to these resources, and these resources at the end of the day don't mean jack shit. Right. All these guns, all these tanks, grenade, uh, what do you call it? Uh, battleships, mm -hmm. all that stuff, man. You'd be better off putting your money into the space programs and whatnot. Literally. I can put that shit into the communities. Like, well, obviously, yeah. But I'm just saying, worst case scenario, at least try to take your ass. Oh, like, <laughs> they're already like, doing. Like, that's what another thing that pisses me off. Like, motherfuckers, you done fucked up. Like, ain't nothing right on Earth, and you're like, yeah, let's figure out how to get to Mars and fuck up Mars as well. <laughs> Haven't you learned by now, us humans? We're hey, selfish as shit. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna fuck up this house. Move on to the next one. <laughs> Nobody want to fix shit. No, I'm sounding like my fucking grandpa. But you know what? It would be well. Nah, I can't even say that because humans knew what they were doing to the Earth a long time ago and still did do Because I was gonna say. What about if you know, all the information we have today, they go to Mars and they, they actually do better? Nah. Nah. History <laughs> repeats itself all the time. All it's the time. How many years since slavery and motherfuckers are still... Right, right. So, like yeah, that, that, <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I took that whole premise back. I was yeah, like, yeah never mind. <laughs> but what do you think about abolition? Because we've been talking about lots of negatives. So I'm like, let's let's talk about it. Abolition in the sense of what? That way. Well, right now, the big topic is police, right? Mm-hmm. Abolish the police. Oh, abolish the police. I'm not going to say totally abolish the police, but I do think that, for one, like all the urban assault shit that they have, they don't need that. Why do you if, think if, they need the police? Because I do think that there are situations that do stem to be extreme. Like, I wouldn't want a social worker or EMT showing up at a fucking armed bank robbery. But... And the, and the dudes have, like, fucking machine guns and full body armor and shit. Like, I would still want the police for that. But if people had the money that they need or the things they need, there wouldn't be a need to go rob a bank. Right, right. 
but that's like in like a utopian sense that's like if like everybody got along and everybody you know why can't uh, that happen because people are people and as long as fucking greed selfishness hate jealousy as long as all that shit is within the human emotional spectrum i don't think we'll ever get there but you don't believe that shit comes from the experiences we've had the situations we've been put in the trauma we've been pretty much forced to endure yeah when you were a kid wasn't it pretty much like that like what kid did you ever see truly doing some evil shit? A kid that hadn't been through trauma. Like, I've never really seen a kid doing some evil shit. Like, they do stupid shit. They do shit that gets them hurt and gets others hurt. But it's not in an evil way. It's just because they don't know any better. They're kids. Right. But, well, I mean, it's in the you know, that's us and our true essence. Like, kids. So it's like, if we kept growing that way, uh huh. Right? Then we well, would keep being those adults and just fucking getting along and helping each other. And I'm just saying, like, there could be another world if we all really worked hard enough to create it, right? Yeah, we would have to suppress, like, a whole bunch of stuff, though. Like, like I said, like, we'd have to suppress a lot of emotion because no matter, like, you were talking about the kids, right? No kid ever does an evil thing. But sometimes kids do shit out of anger that is perceived to be evil. But because they don't understand their anger and they don't know how to process it. Once you understand your anger and you know how to process it, you know how to act when it comes up next time. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, this shit can be learned. We learn it as adults. Like, that's what I spent my 20s learning. How to fucking deal with my emotions, right? How to understand them. Even when right. 20s, like I was trying to do that shit, I think in my teenage years. Um, so I'm saying this shit can be learned. We just have to make it be learned. Like, you know, we have right. passing it on. We, we can create the world. It just, like we're saying, it would be work. And like you're saying, people are people. And a lot of people don't want to fucking work. They've become complacent. They're just like i believe you could have what you're talking about if people were to be honest with themselves yeah that's what i think it's one rule of it Mm -hmm. right i think if people were to go you know somebody's like oh you hating and somebody you know they know they're hating they're like no i ain't hating but if somebody in in that same conversation was like yeah i am hating i am jealous (laughs) like okay like (laughs) Like, where do you go from there? Like, right, 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 right. You know, and, and and having to understand the from the other perspective that that is as normal as being happy, as being mad, being sad, being uh, joyful, excited, or whatever. It's part of the human spectrum. So what I'm saying is that other party would ha- wouldn't take it, shouldn't take it personal. Definitely. You know, and that would be, in a, like I said, in a utopian sense where, right. you know, we both understand where each other are coming from. We are at agreement with it. We don't have to agree with it, but we understand and then we go forward. We have community, right? We have, that's what we need to build in order for this to happen. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, like, they don't really understand abolition or the abolitionist, right? That's someone who believes in abolition mm-hmm. um, but basically abolitionists just they want to replace these systems that we're saying that are broken these systems of punishment they want to live in a world where those are replaced by programs that will actually help all people mm-hmm. right the utopia that you're saying yeah um, so you know they see an unhoused person out in the street and they don't think, oh my gosh, I must call the police and get this person arrested for not having a place to sleep. But <laughs> they think how, you know, what can we do to ensure that everyone has a safe place to 
Right. Right. I, I think that would be cool because, well, you're creating a whole new system, which I'm totally oh, yes. for, you know, because the current system, the old system doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And I've been a big advocate of let's tear this bitch down and build it back up, but build it back up to contemporary form. That presents all of us, not just a specific type of people, but all of us. Mm-hmm. Things like police brutality are not tolerated anymore. Equality is tolerated. Um, and Again, if, Right? So exclusion is done. Out. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And if anybody was ideas, then there would be punishment. There would be some yes, sort yes. of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a dictatorship. I love it. Hey, I mean, we were saying any kind of government would be good. It depends on who's running it, who's behind it. Um, But yeah, it's actually not anything new. I mean, it happened before with slavery, right? Right. It can be as big as that, or it can be doing with an intent to just help someone because they need help not because they're a good person not because they deserve the help in your mind just because that person needs fucking help like you know it can be as small as your neighbor create i don't know like a frontline abusive partner or something right because you just right right and i think the world in general is moving that way yeah Right, There's a lot of attitudes are moving to the philosophy that you, where it's just, it's not about, and, th- and this is why I'm kind of encouraged because I feel like, especially now today, people look at other people as like human beings. Mm-hmm. Because when I was growing up in high school, like it used cool to say the word faggot. Right. And, stuff like, and now like, right. man, like, you know, I, I'm not proud of it. When I was younger, I've said it and stuff like that. Now, like, I'm like, I've said it too as a kid. Like, you think it's fucking funny. And then, right, you know, right. I'm like, oh, that shit's not funny. And not like, funny at cute. all. Like, it's that. Cute. It's very like, insulting. It's very, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's one of, literally like one of those words where I hear it as an adult. I'm just like, oh, like, mm-hmm. that shit's ugly. And that retarded too. Retar- yeah. Right. That's, also, like we used to say that shit as kids all the time. Right. Even adults right. like would say that word. Even sometimes I hear adults still say it, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not to say that anymore." <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, bro, <laughs> right, not, not a nice word, right? But I mean, like I said, it's more of a thing of people just accepting everybody for who they are. Yes, and yeah. um, I mean, even I mean, not all high schools, but like. You know, a mainstream high school, probably, you know, suburban high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even noticed like kids aren't as, I mean, they're still mean, but right. they're not as mean as what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I remember like mid 2000 or early 2000s going to high school and like just assholes. <laughs> like just assholes. But they're a lot more conscious now. Conscious. The right. Thing say the things they do like they really want to make sure they're not offending anyone they're not hurting anyone like they're, right they're a lot more kind oh i'm like oh my God, right so and i love that mm-hmm. that 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 gives me like hope <laughs> yeah because it's like oh they're a little better than we were like you know yeah and then yeah. i feel like us as you know growing maturing adults like we're a lot better than how our parents were at our age. So yeah. Looking that improvement every day. Right. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll be happy when a generation, and I mean, it probably years, I probably won't even be around, but when people just stop all the, I mean, if we, even if we're, if we're still around, Right. If we're still around, it'd be interesting to see the day when, you know, um, your sexual preference no longer is a thing of um, um, 
your gender, yeah. whatever fucking pronouns you choose. Like, right, yeah. right, right. There's multiple forms of beauty. There's multiple, you know, like just accept it. It'd be interesting to see what that day would look like. Yeah. But see, again, I'm I'm kind of an asshole. I'm kind of <laughs> pessimistic because because I'm a realist. <laughs> because the thing is, if it's not one thing, it's another. Right. So we don't argue anymore, but we argue about what color each other's eyes are now, <laughs> or how each other's lips are, teeth or tongue or what what have you. Like if if it wasn't if it isn't one thing, it's another. And I hate to say it again, it's just like the humans, like the not evil, but it is self-preserving. And I think when you are on self-preservation, when you're on survival, do anything. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's evil or good or whatever. If it's for you to survive, if it's meant for you to get by or whatever, that's what you're going to do. So I say sometimes like, you know, and that's the day when uh, these, these old things no longer matter anymore, but now we got these new things. Right. But to make it so that everyone has what they need. Yeah. Um, So then, you know, that whole survival thing wouldn't be there essentially because you have, yeah, but like that's not a worry. But you know, you know, Angie, you know, somebody would come and fuck it up. Oh, no, I, I'm sure there would. All it takes yeah. is one person. Everybody could be cool. Everybody could be fine. You know, I got mines. You got your portions. We're well, give all me a little good. bit of yours. <laughs> you know, there's one. Give me a little bit more of yours. Oh, I, no, I need more. I need what you got. I need, you know, and then it's a domino effect. Yeah. Now nice. shit's all bad. Yeah. Now this side, I'm on this side. We warrant Right, you know, mm-hmm. you know that's the number one human beings from the fucking time of Genesis and Station have always fought of resources. That are so abundant, they don't need to be <laughs> fought over. Ah. Hey, tell that, tell that to the the monarch. Tell that to the dude trying to take shit over. You know, because like it- I. <laughs> All it takes is that one dude, that one person to come and cause a storm. Right. And the storm sweeps up everything. And now you have all these scenarios laying out that don't benefit anybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was about women. It wasn't about women. It was about, you know, uh, uh, reels. I mean, just it's one, th- you know, one thing after the other. Right, right. But yeah. But no, that's the dream, right? And I mean, like we're saying, it probably will never be every single person is like that because we're humans, we're all different. And, you know, there's always that one motherfucker. <laughs> like Alex you, you, you'd have to kick him out immediately. But, as, soon as, he, as soon as he said, that, hey, what about mine? Or why do I get something? Right. Like, like, all right, bro, you got to leave. You got to get up out of here. Like, a, you got to mess it up. Question. Right. Like, but no, but it is something that we can get most people to. And I think, you know, that's the goal. Like as humans, we also always want to better, right? Even if it's just for us or as a whole, I think the majority of us want to better as a whole. Like we're usually happy when our friends do something successful, right? We're like, yeah, they did that. Um, be just what we do with you know, just share our way of thinking, have these conversations, advocate, can't, you know, stand up when you can, just be kind. There's a difference between nice and being kind. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. A lot of times we say, oh, that's a, he's a nice person. Oh, she's a nice person. Oh, they're a nice person. But a big difference between being nice and kind, right? We want kindness. We don't want niceness. I mean, sure, it's cool, but it's not essential. Kindness, right? Do you know what the difference is, Alex? No, educate. Kindness has an action behind it. Mm. And change in order for anything, right? Action is what matters. Right. Action. Um, 
nice. You're just, you're being nice. Like you could just be saying something nice. You could, you know, just, you are doing something nice, but really just to be nice. When you're right. kind, you really care about solving that problem. Like you want to just help that person. You actually do an action to help a person, right? It's like, you know, the joke people say, is this actually people say, New Yorkers are kind and Californians are nice. And when you think I about it, that. we kind of are, right? Because New Yorkers are like, we think of them as those assholes, like, hey, move out the way. No, I'm not going to tell you how to get to the subway. Like, right. I love New Yorkers, by the way. Um, but that's how, you know, they're viewed. That's how they're portrayed. That's how we tend to think about them. But New Yorkers, like, when it really matters, they'll fucking do what they need to do to help right so it's a more close-knit community uh than california because i know what you're saying because california is nice in a sense i've always had nice neighbors you know they're nice to me and stuff like that but you don't know shit about that (laughs) yeah they're nice you know nice is almost like not i guess you say kind of like passive aggressive like, I don't think it necessarily has to be aggressive. I, they're just more passive, you know, like, yeah, hey, like, it's just kind of surface level. The kind right. is what actually gets deep. They get to the root, right? And they don't have to right. talk about it. They can literally, you know, it can be a situation where you're like, oh, I'm cold. And you're out with your friend and your friend has a jacket and they're like, here, you stupid bitch, bring a jacket next time. <laughs> like, right. You know, they're not being nice about it, but they fix your need like right kindness but i think that all stems from like a new york city right where all the neighborhoods are close knit together like oh yeah very close i live right next door to you you live right next door to me uh we grew up with the kids down the block all that kind of stuff whereas california you need a car to get everywhere Right. You you have little pockets of community or whatever, but everything's more so spread apart. Mm -hmm. And people who aren't from California often think, oh, L.A., San Francisco, Oakland. And you don't realize that there's areas in California that like there's one stop. Right. There's one stop sign. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of places do exist in California. And it's huge, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, you're not gonna get you're gonna get people that are more nice, like you said, mm-hmm. than kind. Yeah. Because kind is like when I really know you. Yeah, and you nice. know what I notice? Um, because I live I've lived downtown for pretty much the whole time I've lived in Sacramento. I think only like two of the years that I've been here I didn't live downtown. Oh no, like four years but yeah I've been downtown and I've noticed that just people in like you're saying New York it's you know it's a city it's their communities right everyone's on top of it literally stacked on top of each other um and that's, that's what tends to happen in you know downtown areas specifically of cities mm-hmm. um so living downtown I've realized that you are closer to people and you do interact with them a lot more and you get out of your house every morning and there's an unhoused person sleeping behind your dumpster or under this tree or next to, you know, just on the sidewalk and you're seeing that all the time and you're aware of it, right? There's no like escaping it. It's there in front of you. Right. So you're more aware of it. So you're more likely to, empathize right you start seeing this person here every day sleeping and you start to wonder oh what's their story like how did you get here mm-hmm. you have a chat with them now you kind of get to know them and you're like oh wow you know this person really needs help and then oh maybe there's other people out there like this and before I was judging just thinking like this person didn't work hard enough or this person you know whatever so that is something that tends to happen when you live in a close knit like you know, from my own experience, I noticed that, yeah, being closer to people and, you know, seeing shit every day, it makes you want to do something about it. Yeah. I used to have a um, 
classmate in college and she came from San Francisco and she said she used to know the homeless people on first name basis mm-hmm. on her street. Hey Sam. Hey, hey Lisa. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Casual conversation. Yeah. And the cool she said the cool thing about it was, you know, uh, he didn't care that uh, you know, my status, I didn't care about his status. We treated each other like human beings, had a casual conversation. You just see yeah. them for people as what they are, right? They're people. It's like All right. as am I to judge, man. I don't know mm-hmm. what I always say we we are probably one or two choices away from being in their position. Right. We're closer to being unhoused with nothing than being a fucking billionaire, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. When I, I it sounds crazy, but when I was younger and going to school, my, one of my motivations and mantras I used to tell myself if I felt like going to skip class or not doing what I was something I was supposed to do, I would tell myself, "If you don't do this, you're gonna go to jail." Mm-hmm. Like if you don't do this, you're, you're like you may not go to jail immediately, but, but you're you're gonna fuck up. You're going to start making wrong choices. You're going to do something to, you're going to make a mistake somewhere down the road. Right. And it's going to put you in a compromising position. You might go to jail. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) with that in the back of your head, okay, I'll go to class. I'll study for this test. I'll do, you know, because I literally self-believe that. And Mm -hmm. I mean, fucked up because you know it's my motivation and it's kind of twisted but it, but, but it worked and not only that but it's realistic mm-hmm. it's realistic there's plenty of times when I was younger where um I could have hanged with the wrong people took on the wrong influences whatnot and um you know, thank God and my influence that I have around me immediately, I was able to make better choices than a lot of people. But I've told you guys at work, you know, the guys that I grew up with in Vallejo as a child, you know, they, they got fucking records. Right. And I used to hang out with these cats every day, every day. They live right next door to me. I kick it with them, play matchbox play boxing in the back, all that kind of shit. And they, their life put them in a certain direction and mine went another. But we were together at one point. I easily could have swayed that way. Right. So, again, just to come back to it, that homeless dude, me and him, we're not too unalike. I mean, you know, we're we're close as far as life choices and how things could have ended up so uh that's just something to reflect on for everybody that's why you always want to treat those who you meet with respect and Mm -hmm. dignity no matter what status they are in society they could be low medium high whatever you treat everybody with respect you treat everybody with kindness and Stuff like that, you know, as long as they respect you and there's no disrespect like that. But, you know, that easily could be you. If you walk around with that mentality, I do think just by nature, you are more kind to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever we like- think about, right, our mind, it dictates our action. So, yeah, if you walk around with a mentality of kindness, you're bound to make more actions that are kind. Right, right. That's what your mind's thinking about. Yeah, because I, you know, I I didn't grow up in a rough area or anything like that, but there was, you know, some grimy shit around. And, uh, I was never shaded from it. I was more so educated to it. I was educated. You know, uh, when they talk, when the dudes talk about, yeah, the guy selling drugs used to tell me, uh, don't be like me. Go to school, little man. Go, like, that was real. Like, yeah. I've really been around cats like that. Like, nah, bro. Like, and and any real one will tell you. Any, you know, a, a person with some dignity. You're like, hey, you don't want to end up like me. You don't want to be in this situation. Go to school, man. Go do what you need to do. 
Um, you know, this is not a lifestyle to live, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or living off the legal activity. Um, go be legit, man. That's, that's one thing that, um, it, as far as, uh, the black collective culture of black people, um, anybody who's really been in those situations, especially if you're a young kid and they see that you have something going for you, whether you're, um, rapping or um super good in school and about to go to college or whatever nine times out of ten unless he's just you know a dirt bag nigga with no digger they're gonna tell you get from around us don't be around us yeah go nah bro this ain't for you mm-hmm. go you know be death be go do that um and i, I like that doesn't get talked about a lot when it comes to black culture, especially with law enforcement and all that kind of stuff, generalizing us. They, you know, the the police officers often think, Oh, he's a drug dealer. He's a piece of shit or whatever, but they don't realize that. Yeah. He's selling drugs or whatever, but he's also like putting his niece in college. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, there's, there's a yin to that, you know, right, right. But again, it's just the generalization. Right. It's just, oh, he's a, he's an evil drug dealer. You know, he's a Mexican cartel leader that, you know, or he's a Chicago. Right. Yeah. But there's other aspects of that man's life. And that's not just, uh, you know. Right. Um, definitely. But fuck those. Fuck the pops. We're not talking about the pops anymore. <laughs> I want to get back to. I want to end on a good note. Fuck those Um, I want to go back to what you were saying about you know how the older cats are the ones who know that they're doing shit that will get them in trouble. That you know maybe they they swain, but they have no other choice. Um, rooting for you, and it's pretty much like that with anyone right I've never really seen you know for a lot of them I know um don't be a piece of shit like me yeah you usually <laughs> see that you know just rooting for anyone who's got something going for them right for anyone right. who's about to accomplish a goal a dream like do something amazing with their life because you're our way out you're on yeah they're like yeah good for you like you're elevating like they're happy about it right and that's, that's community, right? That's because they know, like, we are part of your community. You elevate eventually, you know, we, we all elevate. The more people that elevate, the better, because that means more people will continue to elevate, right? It's a little chain, a domino effect, like you were saying. That one motherfucker stands up and fucks it up. Well, that one bad bitch stands up and elevates us. And then there's another type of domino effect, right? Right. Doors open. Mm-hmm. Do- doors that, open for opportunity. That's the community there. And that's why, you know, despite all this shit that white people do to keep us down, we continue to elevate. We continue. We're still here. And like we were saying, each generation is getting a little better at something. So we ain't going anywhere like we're gonna be here and we're gonna keep getting better and community yeah. allows us to do that and we need to keep you know building our community and acre and yep well shit 2025 um latinos are supposed to be the majority of the population oh yeah and latinos we need to build a fucking healthy community because some of y'all be having toxic ass communities. Right, right. The power is gonna be. I said what I said. <laughs> but you know what? It's crazy though. If you think about it, uh, half of the country is theirs to begin with. Right. Where? Yeah. That. <laughs> California was Mexico. Oh, Arizona okay. was Mexico. New Mexico was Mexico. Texas. Right. Was Mexico. Uh, so it's only right that. Yeah, Latinos, we be a majority of the country at some point because we originally were in this. Fucked up to me 
like what? that that's good i'm i'm happy for latinos but here comes angie's pessimism Come i on, know please. i know <laughs> just to add that i'm the worst i say let's put on a good note oh but i have some pessimism to share <laughs> <laughs> i'm a leo if you put it yourself um, it's the indigenous people right because they're really the ones before this with mexico like it was just indigenous land so they're really the ones who've been screwed and they're really the ones who are way underrepresented in anything like if anything they should be the ones fucking taking over again you know this is their fucking land to begin with so i just always like to acknowledge that because we should acknowledge what land we're fucking on like this belongs to them and they're still around you know the government and history may make it seem like they've been wiped out but they haven't they exist in their communities and they do wonderful things and they keep the land going and we should you know learn and honor their and protect them and help out in whatever way we can kudos to mexico for celebrating their indigenous people though because mexico actually to me does a way better job of celebrating their indigenous people America, oh shit, go to a reservation and see the super poor conditions, how they do their indigenous people. Um, Oh, the USA. Man, I'm telling you, uh, you got shitted on or you um, systematically are shitting on here, I'm going to shit on you some more. Right. That's kind of how America does. Fuck up, man. Even like the national parks, right? That was Mm -hmm. all land that indigenous people lived on and they just got kicked out and the government took it. And it's like, now it's our land and we're protecting it. (laughs) Like these people had lived there for years, like centuries. And you're just going to come and kick it out and say this is now national federal property. It all started with Manifest Destiny. Right. And now what? Now a freaking black person, a Mexican person goes and um, even, you know, does some herb. Guess what? You're on federal property. You get federal. Federal prison time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Our government, man, it's, a, it's fucking. Oh, but you know, before we end, before yeah, we end, yeah, we there's it. one more thing I really, really wanted to talk about. Like, I really, really wanted to talk about when it comes to this law and things that are put against us and everything. The one thing that I would love to talk about is the crack era in the 80s. Alex, you talk about this every episode. But I got, but this is, but it's so relevant. It's so relevant because, again, we're talking about the CIA. Go. Go. No, I know because literally the CIA mm-hmm. literally pumped cocaine into urban neighborhoods or what have you. And to the point where, you know, obviously dudes were cooking up crack, selling it to the community, all that kind of stuff. And it was continuously pushed forward in order to fund a war that. I mean, really had nothing to do with us, the the Contras and the Sandinistas. And it's amazing to me because when I reflect on that, it as a black person, especially knowing what the community went through at the time or in the Latino community, knowing what we went through at that time and knowing that it was all a just for the means, in a sense, to do what they wanted to do. That lets me know that, like, my life does not fucking matter to the government. Like, my, like, they, they, they rather trade my fucking life. Uh, the drug trade, I become a, uh, a fucking drug fiend and die from an overdose. They'd rather have that happen in order to fund their war instead of um, leaving those people alone to our community like you said prior mm-hmm. and i i was i was watching that show snowfall and it made me think of that it made me think yes. like god damn like we are such a non-factor to the point where we're collateral damage we can be compromised 
Yep. And that's crazy. So when I see stuff like George Floyd or um, whatever, whatever black shooting is going on and the cops don't get convicted, nothing happens or whatever. Like, I literally think of that. I literally think about how, you know, the CIA used us as on in order to fight for that they deemed important at the time. Like, we are literally pawns. Yeah. And, you know, we're disposable. We, you know. So when I think about it, I think the Mike Brown trial happened. Like, I remember hearing that verdict and, like, crying. Right. Like, fucking crying. Like, grown-ass man crying. Because, like, in my mind, deep down in my subconscious, I knew that, like, the place that I lived in, like, does not give a fuck about me. Right. At all. I could be as good of a man that I could possibly be. I could be the best Negro on earth. And it's still, there. if something happened to me, there's nobody would still give a fuck. Nobody would care. Right. You know, so just one of the things that I really wanted to talk yeah. about because I, you know, I was in deep thought a couple days ago and, and that just came to my mind. I was just like, man, like that's that's some deep but sad shit. For real. It's a reality that you have to accept and uh, accepting that real certain way. For real. Preach. So. Yeah. And for all those people that are still fucking out being little <laughs> yeah being fucking let's i would say being testicles because pussies are actually strong, strong. testicles you just tap them and ah my life's <laughs> over <laughs> so for all you fucking testicles who are still just chilling thinking that you know the black lives matter any movement out there is not for you to worry about because it doesn't affect you think again because like alex is saying the government or is in charge of the government whoever runs this shit has decided that certain people are disposed now the most disposed right people they've it's always been black people right but and you, and you show by your still, actions guess what then the next disposable race or whatever right. next right Great so they're always gonna find someone to exclude so we either all fucking get together and decide that's not the way to live or this shit continues right uh as my dad would say you know society always needs a nigga mm-hmm. it always needs somebody that it can well at least i'm not them 